to Say It Southern, aspiring to live not just as moms, but as modern Southern women, we began this project to hear from those who inspire us and recognize those who are achieving their own personal goals. Listen in as we celebrate the South and those who say it Southern. In a culture where so many people think of middle age as a downward slope into comfy sneakers and quiet, meaningless existence, we can redefine the second half of life, shaping it into decades of fulfillment, fun, strength, and purpose. In our 40s, 50s, and beyond, we're wrestling with new questions. Is this it? Did I do what I wanted to do in my life? Who am I now that my kids have moved out? And will my sagging skin eventually hang all the way down to my feet? But thank goodness we have Dawn on Say It Southern today to help us navigate midlife and to tell us all about her new book, The Midlife Battle Cry. Join us as we Say It Southern with best-selling author Dawn Barton. Dawn, Dawn Barton, thank you, thank you for coming back on Say It Southern for the second time. Not that you guys really had much of a choice because I bamboozled and said, please have me on, please have me oh, on. Please. We were like, when? Yeah. When? Yeah. We're like, have you on? Come on down. We'll have, a, we'll have our own girls retreat. I love y'all so much. Well, a lot of our listeners know who you are, but we have a new following of people who may not have listened to you on the first one or may not know about your your first book. Um, but Don, you left a career 30 years in sales. You were top Top 10, what, number seven in Mary Kay. Yeah. Give her her props. Number seven. I mean, that's right. It's three from 10. <laughs> number seven. <laughs> Before you left all of that, I, I mean, a huge career in 2020 to, to follow a calling and to start writing. And your first book, Laughing Through the Ugly Cry, is one of my favorite books. I have referred back to that many, many, many times. It's highlighted. It, things are circled. It's just a great bedside table book when you need to go back and Feel some joy and find that. It's a great book for that. So I'm excited about your second book and we are excited to have you back on. Yes. Thank you. Well, I love you guys personally. I mean, I don't know if you're, but we're actually friends. So yeah, yeah, we're like well. real so, friends. Yeah. yeah. Like we, we actually like each other. So that, that always helps things. Yeah. And, um, and I, I know it's, it's an, I'm an Enneagram three. So that's why it says on everything number seven, because Top 10 meant I could have been number nine. I could have been number eight. I could have been 10, but no, I was number seven. That's (laughs) right. The perfect number. (laughs) The holy number. So bad. Holy number. Yes. (laughs) Now, are you still traveling and doing speaking, public speaking and everything too? Conferences and all the churches, events that you do? So yeah, last year I did quite a bit of speaking and then my mom got really, really sick in the fall and um, you know, holiday time. And I made a decision coming into this year about that fall time that I wouldn't speak this year uh-huh. only because I think that it's, it's so bad when someone does an event promoting you and they bought tickets. And then two days before I have to call and say, no, we're back in the hospital. Um, she was just so sick. I just had to make that call. And so I made the call for 2023 that I really wouldn't be, um, you know, taking on speaking stuff. Mm-hmm. Gosh, what a miracle. Joe was following along with your mother too. It was just you know, it was hard to watch. And I'm glad you were keeping us updated. And I don't know how you were doing that yeah. from the hospital. But I was so invested in just watching and just praying for your mother. And what a miracle, Dawn. She is. We call her Miracle Mom because I'm like, enough already. Like, yes. Yeah. 
bothered me. So she has, you know, my mother's had a, a brain aneurysm. Uh, I were not drinking this morning. Um, yet, a, bra- a brain aneurysm <laughs> uh, that ruptured that very few people survive such a thing, mm-hmm. you know, that um, when one actually ruptures. And she came back from that. That was uh, in 2015. And we've just had thing after thing after thing. And she's just this miracle. And she walks over. She lives next door to me. She walks over this morning, sits on the porch with me. What are you doing today? Okay. I mean, just, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that she's, mm-hmm. I hope she's, she's here forever. Yeah. But you know, Dawn, it is kind of indicative of your life and the way that things have gone that you, you are the person that can walk through something like that and be sharing stories on your front porch during it. Because I mean, I'm just going to be honest. You've had some experience experiences that are just kind of like, unlike any other. Let's walk through those just a little bit. Let's talk about, talk about all the bad stuff that's happened to you. (laughs) you, How you're a phoenix. You have risen from the ashes. <laughs> and I mean, you've had a little bit of, of drama. There has, there has. Um, but I will, I'm going to tell you before I share it all, this has laid a foundation of a joyful life and it's not going to sound that way, but it 100% has. So um, I have, I have lost a child to a rare bacteria pneumonia. I have been raped and it went to a full jury trial. I've had stage three, triple negative breast cancer and came out fine with one new boob. Mm-hmm. The, um, uh, my husband was an alcoholic. He's at more than eight years sober now. Um, my mother had like had the brain aneurysm. My sister passed away from cancer and lots of other things that, you know, we've all been through. But, um, like I said, it, it, not in the moment of the heartache, but it did lay this foundation for what I think is just an incredibly faith filled, joyful life. It has to, because you're either going to go one way or the other, you know, are. Mm-hmm. and it's either going to put you in the ditch or you're going to do what you do and spend the second half of your life, honestly, going, you know what? I'm still going. My feet are on the ground. The Lord's got my path. And, and that it kind of sets us up for this book and kind of what this book has been. The first book was about the joy and how to go through those things and kind of rise from the ashes and and be that person. And then it's like, okay, but you know what? You're not only defined to her. You can mm-hmm. live this productive, beautiful other half of your life going, yeah, some stuff happened to me, but there's still a plan. Well, you know, I'm. <laughs> this book was actually birthed out of the world's biggest pity party. So um, the new book, Midlife Battle Cry, came from uh, the first book had come out and it was in that waiting period between having written the book and it takes like 487 years after you write a book for a book to come out. I don't yeah. know if y'all know that. Um, and it was my first book. So it felt even longer. And I, we moved to this property with 20, you know, we have 23 acres, but we live here with my mother-in-law, our teenager, my parents live next door. It's like the Clampets went to the country. Mm-hmm. And, um, I stepped into this sort of caretaking role. I had left Mary Kay, this fast paced, you know, life and achieving all these goals. I had finished the book and I was, I was flailing like never before in my life. And I was wondering, like, truly is the world done with me? Is the, did the fat lady sing? And I I felt like a racehorse had been put out to pasture and I didn't get a choice about it. Like the world was truly done with me. Mm -hmm. And, um, I really fought hard through that. And to come back better than before. And so it really birthed this book of like, oh, hell no, we are not doing this. We are not going to all sit back and think the world is done with us. So, yes. yeah. 
I loved your honesty about that in the book because I really felt like you were so transparent. I mean, the, your first chapter is did the fat lady sing? Which is <laughs> yeah. the names of your chapters are hilarious. Yeah, they're good. Um, but I love how transparent you are of going. I thought I was too old. Like I thought, mm-hmm. well, the ships sailed on that one. I can't. I can't get the body back. I can't make the friendships. I can't be successful anymore. There's not a purpose. And and just I feel like your introduction and your first chapter is all about you turning fifty and going. Okay, what now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, very and honest. I, I, it, yeah, and it um, and kind of being, you know, whether you whether I really think that we as women, because how can I ask, how old are you guys? Forty three, like twelve. Forty three. <laughs> I'm about to be forty four. Okay, so you're really quite old. Yes, <laughs> very old. Very old. Yeah. No, we did this. Sur- the, sur- the publishers did a survey of asking people what they thought midlife was. And it came back, check this, 37 to 65. And really? all I could think is, who is that 37 year old? Yeah. Like, yeah. She's having the worst day. Like, I need she's, to hug her. <laughs> yeah. She's met with a therapist already. <laughs> she's just, life is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think, uh, I don't think midlife is a, an age at all. I think it's just a pivot point and a season of life. And mm-hmm. it is a, probably one of our most important pivot points because we can either choose to embrace it, fight through it and redefine who we are, or we're going to, we're going to believe this lie that we're at the top of like this mountain and we're, you know, the life is like this one big mountain and we're a hill or whatever you're going to call it curve. And we're at the top and, but we're about to start going down. And if you believe that, which most, I think so many women buy into that, then you live life very differently, right? You, You pull back and you're just not your full self. What do you, I mean, do you think that's just society kind of like the, you hit 40, you're headed downhill. Like we all kind of think the first half, you've got to, if you don't have your career, if you don't have your family, if you don't have all this, like you hit 40, it's just downhill and you're done. It's too late. So I think, um, I think our first easy answer to that is that society says, and, and it does, you know, like the youth, you know, to be young is to be better. Everything is young, 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 young. But I think more than that, is that we buy into it as women. Like we have like, oh yeah, I'm not da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the biggest problem is that women buy into a lie and live life like that. Yeah. It's like Tawanda and I, fried green tomatoes. You know, when she hits the car, she's like, face it, ladies, I'm older and I have more insurance. More insurance. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> I love that. And you know, that's a great example of a woman who just like, rose from the ashes is like, oh no, this is, I'm not done. The world's not done with me. I love this part where you said, I've been telling myself so many ridiculous untruths for so long. No matter my age, I've always looked back at a younger version of myself and thought, wow, I really had it going on. (laughs) Which I do all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I only knew what I was at 35. (laughs) Um, Why didn't I celebrate that? You know, it is so true when we're in it we don't celebrate it. And I mean, you can't look in through the rearview mirror all the time, you know? Well, I had a very short window that I could wear a tube top in my life. And <laughs> I, I, I never did it. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, yeah, and yeah. I, I wish that we'd also seen the things I think I've seen my final days in high heels. And I wish yeah. like that last time I wore them, I don't maybe remember when it was that I would have gone like, girl, let's celebrate. Cause this yeah. is, you know, like, this is it. This is the last time I'm wearing a four inch stiletto. Like yeah, you're, you're going after this. Plantar yeah. fasciitis. Yeah. 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 No time. No time. <laughs> and I got little inserts and I, 
<laughs> I'm looking for a snazzy sandal. <laughs> it's yeah, so sad. exactly. <laughs> but and I think more than that, actually, I mean, I, I think is that I've become strong enough to go, I just don't feel good after wearing them. Why? Like it hurts. Why? So yeah. I don't know if I'm just smarter now or uh, what that is, but I'm just like, no, I'm not going to wear those shoes anymore. So sort of embracing who you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you wouldn't go back. I mean, I wouldn't go back, like you mm-hmm. said, to the 20 year old body with the tight booty yeah. and that, you know, I mean, I, I'd go back. Well, today, I, would, I would take it, but I wouldn't take her mental state then. No, I wouldn't either. Correct. Oh, no. You know, you know what I did, Dawn? I may have told you this, but um, so kind of what you're saying, looking back in my 20s, you know, you have this great little butt and I thought I had cellulite. I had all the things and I oh, covered right. up everywhere I went. And I always thought like, now, you know, everybody wears those cheeky swimsuits. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to, I wish I had worn a cheeky swimsuit. Yeah. Shoot, I should have been walking around in the thong, like yeah. showing it off, shaking it off, smoking a cigarette. Oh. And yeah, all the things. <laughs> well, I have a chapter in there that is a letter to my younger self. And I have oh, said, I, yes, yes, we yeah, were about I that. said, move, I should have moved overseas and because their beaches, a lot of them are topless mm-hmm. and been there and just jumped a lot because everything <laughs> kind of stays in place. But just stay in in those years of your life. Just be naked. Go yeah. places all over, <laughs> like just with your butt hanging out. And yeah. then like say to people, do you want to photograph that? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead. Take yeah. that. Yeah. I'm going to jump and it's still going to come to back to the same place. Like well, nothing's going to ripple. <laughs> on my 40th birthday, two of my friends and I went to Mexico and I thought, you know what? I'm going to get one of those cheeky swimsuits and just rock it. Like, who cares? Who go, go. cares? Did you well, do it? I did it. And you know what happened? Oh. I fried my honey. Oh, like, I bet you did. I still have marks. She texted me and she was like, well, I was like, how, what, what did Mexico think of your behind? And she was like, well, it is a third degree burns. <laughs> She's like, I'm that on a donut. Is so funny. <laughs> yeah. That is hilarious. I like, that's what I did. Of all, the Lord showed you <laughs> yeah, honey. Sure did. Cover that. I hadn't up. seen the light of day like ever. Ever. <laughs> so but, oh, but I I think we let's more than anything, I think as women, we would um that would be a judgment move. And we have gotta stop that. If a woman just feels good and you can do a cheeky swimsuit, oh I do it. Just do it, do it, do it. Now, there's a difference between that and the women at my beaches who wear the, um, oh, I'm trying to think. Of, you know, we, I'm in Pensacola, so we also, you know, we, this is uh, Redneck Riviera as well. <laughs> so uh, they'll do like the rebel flag bikini. And, yes. Yeah. Yes. And the it's just bad, y'all. Bad. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. different. That is different. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's different. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I've no, but I'm glad about, you did that. About this before, speaking of clothes, that um, you went, I remember this from the joyologist and, and us talking about this uh, part of your life, that you remember when you walked in your closet one day and you were like, where are all the colors in my closet? Why am are, are we subconsciously dressing for who we, a thinner version you know, it's this lie. It's this cyclical lie that we keep telling ourselves at different stages of our life. And I would see you as the most colorful. Wouldn't you say that? Yes. Yeah. Like that you're bright. You want inviting. You're like, I'm bold. I'm beautiful. I'm here. You know, and I can't imagine you in dark, drab, sad colors. So it, um, you know, I was talking about the, 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 the pity party, the midlife crisis, whatever you want to call it. And it kind of, the big jolt that got me out of it was 
I walked into my closet and for whatever reason, that particular day, I looked at it and it was just the, the sea of misery, like a Morticia Adams wardrobe. <laughs> and, and I just thought, I used to love coral. Like I would get so many compliments when I wore coral. What happened that I quit dressing in a way that I don't want to say to stand out, but in a way that made me feel profoundly joyful. Um, and don't get me wrong. I also feel profoundly joyful when I feel skinny in something. So, I mean, you know, Hey, like we got to love black too, but if for me personally, that was indicative of, I was dressing to sort of shrink back from who mm-hmm. I was. Mm-hmm. And then the very next day, um, I happened to go to Publix and on the music in the store, uh, Pavarotti's Nason Dormant. Now I know the world is like, what? but it's this, this operatic song that I love. It's something that just stirs my soul every time. If I could sing, I'd sing it for y'all and you'll be like, Oh, I know that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I used to have CDs with music that I loved. Like I would cut me a CD, burn a yeah, CD. Yeah, yeah. Of all this, oh, God, yeah. I love a mixtape. Right. So I had like all the dork songs that I liked and I just stopped for that moment. I thought, when did you quit listening to music that just stirred your soul? Mm-hmm. And so it did send me on that path of, all right, let's find out where you are. Not, not let's go back and find your 20 year old self, but let's figure out who you are today. And it started with something as simple as, all right, what is my favorite color to wear? And today I would say my closet is very joyful and yeah. very fun. I still yeah. have a good black outfit, but it's not as quite as sad as it was. <laughs> <laughs> No, I definitely see your personality. I feel like coming through this this book and the, the way that you dress and the way that you are. I mean, obviously, we're all friends. So, like, we feel like we know you for who you really are. So, I just can't imagine this version of you, you know? Right. Yeah. And I I, and I just talk about the book. I am someone who has always um, struggled with depression a good part of my life. But I've always fought that. So, I hope that the person the world sees is a joyful good. But it... it I do fight for me. And I think we have to participate, as I say, in our own rescues. You know, we have to mm-hmm. constantly fight for ourselves because no one else does. You know, if you're not right. in there fighting for you, who else is? Mm-hmm. Well, you talk a lot about in this book about embracing your age. So what's some advice you would give to someone on how to do that? I mean, it sounds it sounds easy for you because you're already there. You're in this place. But for someone who's, you know, maybe already, maybe just turned 40, 45, and they're struggling with all of this, what advice would you give them? Yeah, I don't know if it's so much of like embrace your age. I think what happens is we enter into seasons of flailing. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we also have that season, I think, when we're have little kids, right? And you yeah, you yeah. are going like weeks at a time, going, Did I bathe? And is that poop or is that spit up? Like where 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 did I go? I used to be fantastic, you know, mm-hmm. that same kind of thing is happening here. So I think you're kind of redefining, it's a redefining of self. So I wouldn't, I would start with going back and figuring out, I did a thing called 21 days to I love me. Um, it's in the book, but I also do it on social media each year. The um, just taking those tiny, stupid steps to figuring out who you are again. And that, because when, when you are whole and you are feeling good and you are back to loving yourself, it allows you to be a very different person in the world than the person who's kind of flailing and not sure who she are, who she are. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> see me for more grammatical tips, mm-hmm. um, who she is. And um, 
yeah, you just, you got to love you first before you can embrace anything. You know, you mm-hmm. think about people in the, out in the world when she hates herself, she's a miserable human and she makes everybody around her miserable. But you're right. The, the time that that is, is, is like you said, it's right after maybe the kids are a little bit more grown and your responsibilities are a little less as far as like being home with children. And you, you have served and served and served everyone for everything. And then you just look in the mirror one day and go, who is she? And right. What is she like? And what does she yeah. want? And what moves her? Some of your questions in this in this chapter, I was like, oh my gosh, I need to go back through this because I loved one of the things you said was like, what music, what music makes you happy? What right. song makes you happy? What's your like boss girl, babe, right. going outfit? And I'm like, I yeah. don't have a boss girl, babe outfit. Right. I, <laughs> I need one. You know, well, I, I think mine changes all the time, but yeah, like it usually it's something that's new and you like when you put it on, you're like, oh. I feel so good. Like I so much. But it, um, I would even back down to, I had, I, I still have, I'm not going to pretend I threw it away, but I still have maternity panties. I was like, these are good, man. I don't want to get rid of these. <laughs> yes. But, control, uh, control top. But, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like the ones that I have a good pair that went over the belly. I don't know where those went, but I'm like, come on, man, give me a good over the belly. Yeah. <laughs> but I did say, maybe it's time to buy some new panties and bras. Yeah. And, uh, but something, because there's something that about doing that that puts a little extra skip in your step. Mm-hmm. You I took your that. advice on that. You were talking about that in your story, yeah. about getting yeah. rid of your underwear. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes. My, yeah. I need to do that. Yes. And I do, it does make you feel better. Like just little it's things not like that. They're so expensive. I don't know why I'm so resistant to buy new panties. Same. Like, oh, the $12. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Same. I did take your advice on that. Oh, good. You also mentioned in the book, too, about one of the things to do is surround yourself with people who fill your cup. And I love mm-hmm. that because mm-hmm. I do feel like as, you know, as I'm getting older, I see that more and I don't feel the need to have, you know, 20 close friends. You know, it's, it's, I just want to be around people that, that bring me joy and bring, make me laugh. And, you know, if I get to go out to dinner, I don't want to sit there and be miserable. I want to, I want to go with somebody who's going to make me laugh and I have a good time and I can be myself and it's going to, I'm going to leave there feeling better. Yeah. I think we are created for community period mm-hmm. in the story. We are made, especially women to be with one another. I think sometimes women have a hard time uh, finding good, healthy relationships Mm -hmm. and it's a two-sided thing. And so I think that's something we, as women really need to teach other women and, you know, communicate, but I am a fierce protector of my inner circle of friends. I don't want a ton, a ton of friends, um, but boy, I love the the ones that, that I do have. I knew that when I left Mary Kay, um, three of my best friends are in Mary Kay. I knew that that was going to drive a little bit of a wedge because I'm leaving and they're still in and they're big, big producers. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, during that season, I fought harder for our friendships. There are seasons where you're fighting, you know, more and you're putting in more um, than other seasons. But I think as a whole, friendships need to be very equal. They need to be give and take. And if you spend time with somebody and you leave her feeling worse about yourself, that is not good. Mm-hmm. And the, the intentionality behind it, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I feel like I know who those people are, but I've never made a list of those people, you know, and then like scheduled, like, what would I like to do with Sarah? What would I like to do with Mandy? You know what I mean? Like, what's something that we could do together to enjoy each other during that time? You know, 
I have scheduled with Callie, one of my best friends here. She's my only best friend that lives in my town and I see her the least. Is that not so sad? Yeah. And so we on purpose scheduled um, once a month for a lunch. I love that. Like it's the first Tuesday of every month. I know. Like, but just to be intentional about your friendships and making sure you're a better person for having been with them. I love to have friends in my circle that push me, you know, like that pull me to new heights, that believe in me, that, you know, I mean, because my husband, God love him. If I said, you know, I want to, I'm going to go climb a mountain. He'd be like, yeah, I don't know, honey. (laughs) God bless Craig. You you, you crucify him a little bit in here a couple of times, which is hysterical because you're like, you know, Craig, I've kissed a lot of men before Craig and he knows it. It's fine. (laughs) We have to talk about Lee. Okay. We have to talk about Lee. Yes. And <laughs> and the growth and just can you, can you set that up for our listeners because it's just too good. So um, <laughs> you got so in my twenties, I um, it, it, it was actually I'm trying to not to say a lot because I don't want to give away what the, who the real person is. So yeah, because um, there's a lot of people who figure out. So in my twenties, I felt crazy in love with this boy. Yeah. And he was only around for a short time. He didn't live near me. And one night we were kissing and make, I mean, when I tell y'all, I just, I thought he hung the moon, the stars and the sun. And we were laying down kissing and not, I mean, just like (laughs) my whole self was melting into him with every kiss and I was on my side and I rolled to my back and he was kind of on his side, looking at me, gazing, you know, just loving everything about me. <laughs> and he reached down, he looked down kind of at my chest, you know, just below my collarbone. And he goes to like sweep a, a, something away. I'm dead. <laughs> and, and then I feel, I see him look a little perplexed and then he looks down and he, you can see he's grabbing something. And then I feel like a pull, a tug. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Horror. This is, this is so, mortifying. So it was, I had a great big long hair. He was trying to sweep away, but it was attached. <laughs> and his face of such horror of like, oh, dear God, it's attached to her. What do I do? Like, what do I do? Do I, do I say, oh, I'm so sorry. What Do I plug? What do I do? I, thankfully... I had, I did not, I actually burst out laughing. I'm so glad I did because, you know, it can, it can go either way. Yeah. Uh, one, you, you run into the bathroom and you never open the door again, or do you just laugh? Just and leave. Just leave me. Just leave. Leave my chest well, there. The relationship did not last. And I think we, I think we know why. He was like, well, I'm going to be shaving this woman for the rest of my life. Let's I got to get out of here. And that was true because now I can grow a full goatee. So, yeah. uh, I mean, there, that was a sign of things to come for sure. Like, I don't know why that's all that hair has moved to this particular area of my body, but that meaning my chin and my upper hey, lip. buzzword, dermaplane. It's all the thing. I mean, you know, at a different season of life, somebody at least is inventing some word that makes you feel a little bit better about it. Yeah. Well, just so you know, from my because I'm 10 years older than you guys. We just call that shave your face. And yeah. y'all were so embarrassed about saying that. Y'all decided to come up with a term called dermaplane. So <laughs> I like, okay, but it's just shaving your face. And I have done that for years. So all of you listening who are worried about shaving your face, that is an old wives tale that is going to come back like 
some big beard or something, shave yeah. your face. Just do it. No joke. Yeah. It really does apply. Everything applies so much. Everything <laughs> is so much better. Shave your face for the love. Well, you do a good job too of being honest about these things too. Like not everybody's talking about all these things that happened to you and no. the things that changed with your body and we have what to. to expect and all of that. So yeah. It's kind of like when you have that newborn going back to that. Like no one tells you these things. You don't read about, you know. You know, you need pads in the freezer because you're ripped from one end to the other. Right. Nobody tells you that stuff. And I will say I didn't get, I didn't speak to, which would be one of the biggest things to talk about would be the menopause stuff because Hmm. I didn't go through it. I, um, when I uh, was diagnosed with cancer at 41, the chemo throws you into menopause. So. I, I never went through it. So I'm like, well, that sounds terrible, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sucks for you. I hate that. <laughs> You're like, I've been turning the air conditioner down for years. I don't yeah, know. Like I just, yeah. I've been sleeping with a room at 64 for a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. There's so much to talk about, Dawn. I mean, I love the the rescue yourself. How do you want us to mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to go through chapter by chapter, but I mean, I've highlighted everything. So, I mean, what... No, I, I really want, I, I want women to know that um, I think that we have this, say, invisible line in our minds and um, it's straight ahead of us. And to the left side is all the great miracles of our life. Like our babies came, our marriage, our careers, all the things we learn, you know, our fun college time, all of that, you know, our fun, hard body, 20 self, all the great miracles of life are on this side. And we believe at this, whatever your age, by the way, like in your 40s, where you are, 50, 60, we believe that on the other side of that line, it will be devoid of as many miracles in life. And that's just a big, fat lie. But if you live with the expectation that that side is going to be a devoid, you will have a life devoid. If you live with an expectation that uh, so many great things are to come. I wrote my first book at 50. Mm -hmm. That is when I wrote my first book. Um, I'm doing the favorite things I've ever done in my life. My marriage is better than it's ever been. Um, I'm, I'm happier as a whole more than I've ever been in my life. My acceptance of who I am as self is better than it's ever been. So I, I just want us to, to erase that lie that there aren't great things to come because there are so many good things to come, especially if you're looking for it. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I, I, we were just talking actually too about just kind of getting in those places where you do feel stuck and it's kind mm-hmm. of like where, you know, like in career, I feel stuck right now. I'm kind of getting to that age where so everybody's getting to be CFOs, CEOs, and mm-hmm. I'm, what am I going to be? Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm, where am I going to go? Where am I headed? Is it just going to be, is this it? You know, it kind of, that's kind of what it feels like. And, um, Go so ahead. maybe redefine that a little bit. So what you're in, instead, because what I finally figured out that now, granted, I'm in a, in a position where Craig is the majority income earner for our family. So I have a little more flexibility in going, oh, what do I want to do that makes me happy? But I would say when you define success for you, Sarah, like, what does that look like? You know, is, is it a title? And if it is, then maybe that is something just, but is it this flexibility to be the mom you want, live the life you want and to have the income you want? So define what that is, what that success is versus what the world defines that success as. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I think that's part of um, the wisdom that comes with our aging of going, stepping back and going, you know what? 
I actually don't want to be an influencer in my bikini on social media. Huh. <laughs> oh, I know that. I know. Like, uh, but you know, I mean, it just is, you know, stepping back. I, I actually don't want to chase having half a million followers or, you know, that I, that was hard because my publishers and, and, you know, the outside yeah. world is pushing, you got to build, got to build, got to build. And then I finally just like, no, actually I don't. I, yeah. I love what I do and it happens organically fine, but uh, that's not who I am and that's not what I want to chase anymore. Yeah. Where do you think that that pressure comes from? Or like, why do you think that we're so underestimated? At you know, women, point? women. So it's funny because I just read an article about this. It is believed that um, men in their 50s, it's their it's their prime. Like, mm-hmm. it's yeah, their, it's their best. And for us, it like the scale goes way, 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 way down. Yeah. Um, but I, I just... If I could like have a pair of pom-poms, because I think most things are probably better if you have a set of pom-poms in your hands um, and say, like, you guys stop listening to that. We are, let's think about it. We are literally the best we have ever been in our lives. We know more, we've lost more, we've experienced more, we've failed more and we've gotten back up. We, we have literally survived everything we have done up to this point. If you're hearing this, you've survived everything. Um, and, I, I, I get that our physical bodies are not, you know, like the waddle on my neck and the upper arms. I, I get that. But we're the best we've ever been. And yet we shrink back more than we ever have. Mm-hmm. But I want to go back to, yes, there's a problem in society saying those words, but I still want to take it a step back and go, no, I think the first problem is us believing, believing it, it and, believing, and yeah. stepping back. Like it's us. We're the problem. So the the message will change in society when we change. Right. Right. Um, And and I will say this to you, though. Um, The Golden Girls Mm -hmm. and the reboot of Sex and the City, Mm -hmm. they were the same age. I saw that. Did you know that? Yes, I I did. did. So if you think... Yeah. If you're thinking we aren't changing as a society, we 100% are. are. And if you look at the women of Friends, I think they are a year older than I am. Wow. So, yeah. So we are definitely changing on what is 40s and 50s and 60s today. Yeah. So, but we have to be the number one, like we have to get out there and change the message. Mm-hmm. I just think how powerful it, it would be and how, how powerful it will be to like your daughters to, to see you at this and like know who you are when you're, you know, middle age. And if, I think what, how powerful it would be if we would have had that example, you know, mm-hmm. uh, of that person. And I mean, you could pick them here and out, but mm-hmm. as a society, we haven't had examples of what this woman looks like. You know what I mean? It just really, That is true. I mean, not a personal example. Um, yeah. And, and, and I even think, um, we're for me, I am one generation away from like my mother could not get in her youth alone without a man's signature. Yeah. Right. So isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Like, so the difference that we're changing in the land and we have to be that example for our daughters that midlife is just, it's just sexier than the the young life, you know, it's just in a different way. And it is sexier because the confidence is better, you know, because the wisdom is there. I think I'd laugh that I think that God packaged us um, so well on the outside when we're younger, because the inside is so devoid of so much. But as we're older, we don't need 
the great outside packaging quite as much because yeah. the inside is so rich now. That's yeah. a great way to look at that. We don't give yeah. a darn anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that is so great about it. And we do still care, but we we realize that we we don't care as much about the stupid stuff. Well, and we've talked about that. Just at, you know, as you age, that's the, that's the grace I think that God gives you in the in that part of just going. I don't care as much. You know, here are the things that are important to me. That's what I can let go. There's beauty in it. You don't have to keep up with everybody. You don't have to be everybody's friend. You know, I don't know. I thought those statistics that you shared in the book about this age group were alarming. That like we literally hold the purse strings of the world. We're making more money. We're doing more Uh things. We're controlling more. And you don't think about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Women 45 plus literally make the majority of buying decisions in the world. We are we are a marketer's dream. And what's funny about it, it this is the conversation we're having, they don't know how to market to us because no. they think that 50, I was just laughing, there's an SNL, uh, Saturday Night Live skit of, I don't remember what it was like, Rosanna. Anyway, she's like, I am 50 years oh, old. Yeah. And it's so fun. They're, they're depicting her as this really old lady, which we see as kind of 80s, 90s. But she kept saying, I'm 50 years old. And I thought it was hilarious. But certainly, I think that skit was maybe 20 years old or whatever. I can mm-hmm. kick. I can squat. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 50 years old. Um, but we, we're just, that. that isn't who we are. And I just am having this moment that I don't remember what our original question was. So I'm just going to kind of keep rambling. What was our <laughs> original about point? statistics. Oh, statistics. Thank you very much. So that is something that happens in your 50s is that you can be talking and then completely forget everything you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) But but for marketers, they have been trying to market to like this, that that woman, that woman in her leisure wear or her sweater. And they, they, in advertising, they're depicting her as that instead of this vibrant, gorgeous, amazing Woman, so they keep missing the mark, and it's it's. I read article after article, and just all the statistics on it. And we have all the stinking money, and they're like clamoring to figure out how to talk to us. It's actually really fantastic. Well, I loved it when you you went to the survey and you were trying to pick your age group, and it yeah. was like fifteen to twenty five, twenty five to th- forty, three, uh-huh. and then it was forty five plus, and you were like, "Where what? where's the one after that? Yeah, where's the next category? Yeah." Yeah. And how you wanted to write the guide, tell it, you know. The little punk that created that. Yeah. It's just a lump. It's a lump. And it's, it's, it's not a lump. That's a lie is what that is. Well, and I think part of the problem is in, in companies, you have people in their twenties that are usually doing those things. And so they're really missing the mark on how do they talk to the women in her, you know, 45 plus. Um, They just don't get it. And they, nor do they see how relevant that age group is. But um, I know that when this is years ago, because I've been out of Mary Kay um, six years now, um, I remember they had three core areas that we should focus on that are like the booming when one was um, the Latina women. I don't remember what the third one was, um, but the other one was women 45 plus. Like it's like it's so big that people best quit ignoring us because we got the money. (laughs) No joke. Well, so when is this book coming out? The end of May? May 9th. May 9th. So May 9th. Soon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In like a week. Yeah. 
Um, where will everybody be able to get this book? Because everybody's going to need this. <laughs> go I right. think where won't they be able to get it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Worldwide. Yeah, go. Um, worldwide. Worldwide. World domination. Um, you can get it. You can get it just about everywhere books are sold. You know, okay, Amazon, well. Barnes & Noble. Um, yeah, everywhere books are sold. So Good. Well, you've given a lot of advice in this book and on this podcast today, but if you could go back and give one one piece of advice right now to someone in their 40s, let's say, what would that be? You're not that much older than us, so... Um, And and I feel like, because I'd heard it when I was in my 40s, you hear people say, it's just going to get so much better. But you really almost hear that from that person. You feel a little sorry for them. And, and you know, like when I was in my 40s, I was like, sure it is. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Sure. Well, you're just saying that because your life's falling apart. And it isn't. It literally is so much better. So what you feel... Um, what you're experiencing, I think in your forties is this, you're beginning to see physical signs of aging that are, that are hard rather than gripping onto the really good stuff inside and all the lessons and everything that you're becoming as a woman. And it just gets better. You become a more powerful version of yourself. And, you know, we have got to quit. We're the best we've been in our fifties. And yet we keep handing the microphone to somebody in their 20s who doesn't mm. even know what a chin hair is. Mm. And we got to stop. We got to keep the microphone and maybe shove her aside a little. And, and I tease when I say that because I think we need the youth. We should all collectively as women in community be talking with one another. I think the youth need to be talking to the women that are older. I think there's great power in me in my 50s sitting at the foot of a woman in her 70s. You know, sure. like, like, bring it on, sis. Let me hear all the things. But it's probably not till my 50s that I have enough wisdom to know go sit at the foot of somebody in their seventies and gain all that, you know, because yeah. in twenties you think, you know, it all. Yeah. Um, and I certainly did. Yeah. We all so I, I would just say that girl, it's going to get so much better. That's mm-hmm. it. Well, oh. thank you for coming on. We're going to let you go. Cause we know you are busy with your retreat that starts this yes. Friday, this week. It does. Yeah. This a lot of retreats going on. Don, we love you so much. How can I love y'all so much? How can everybody? I mean, obviously, we talk about you all the time. We share about you sitting out on that porch talking about your dogs and your retreats and all that all the time. But just tell everybody again how they can find you and follow you. I think you can find me most actively on Instagram at Don R Barton. It's not Don. It's like Don R. Barton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and Facebook, it's Don R Barton as well, and then DonBarton.com. Just, um, I'm around. I'm not fancy enough to have a bunch of people that answer my message. It's just me. <laughs> we love you. It's yeah. so good. I love y'all. Everything's so good. Well, thanks for coming back on for the second time to our podcast. We Thank you, you for having me. I love y'all so much. I love you. I love you. I love you. Same. <laughs> and pop over to Fair Hope so we can see you. I'm a coming, whether oh. you like it or not. Good. I'll bring books for everybody. Yes. All right. Bye. Bye. What about old Dawn Barton? So good to catch up with her. I mean, she just nails it every time. Every time. Now, how good is she at social media? I think she's really good. Really good. She acts like she hates it, though. But she's really good about getting on the camera every day, talking to her people. Hello, Love Muffin. Love Muffin. (laughs) Yes, yes. And now she's doing, you know, she's got her second book out. I know. And her events that she does, her retreats at her home. Yeah. Don't forget, you know, I stayed there. 
I know. Let's talk dun, about dun, that for dun, a minute. Dun. So we had been at the getaway, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Was that the second the, or the first? Second. Getaway. It was the second. Yeah. And um, did she speak at the second getaway or did she just come by? No, she spoke at the second one. Okay. She that's came right. by the first one. That's right. Yes. I get that. I get those two confused. Yeah. She came by they the first kind of one. She spoke at the second one. Yes. And then she was basically like, come home with me, Sarah. And I, and I gladly came. Yeah, because it was girls. what? Our fall break? It was our fall break. Yeah. So it was a few weeks after that. And she has horses. My daughter, Millie, is obsessed still with horses and definitely was at the time. Yeah. So we went down there and just like relaxed, played with the horses, rode around the house and the golf cart. Yeah. You know, just relaxed and went to the beach a couple of days. And yeah. It was so nice. Was and it? And like how, who welcomes, like opens their home up like that? To, to basically, a girl and her kids. <laughs> Three wild children. Stella was like in love. She was all curled up with her on the couch and, you know, just made herself right at home, you know. Of course. Found the candy drawer. Stella's cleaning it out. Uh-huh. You know, all yeah. the things. Yeah. All the things. Yeah. Well, I'm glad she wrote this book about the midlife battle cry. Yes. I got to ask, though, you know, we, we kind of touched on this in the interview, but like, what is midlife? Like, what is, what determines mid, midlife? I mean, I do think it is an age to me or, it, or like a, a state of mind. State of mind? You know? Yeah. I mean, in my head, if you ask me what midlife is, I think 50. I was going to say, I think like 55. Yeah. I think but the book says 45. 45. It's, she says yeah. 45 up. But when I read this book, I feel like midlife happened to me when I turned 40. What do you like mean? Like 40 for me, I woke up that morning and I just felt like a different person. I just kind of had a different attitude. Not like, not like old, like my body's ailing all of a sudden, yeah. you know, or like I've got the night sweats all of a sudden. It was more of just like, I, you know what? This is me. Yeah. And you know what? I don't really care. I don't really care what anybody else thinks. I'm going to say what I say, what I want to say, wear what I want to wear. Say what I want to say. Do what I want to yes. do. Live how I want to live. Play how I want to play. <laughs> Remember that? MC Hammer. <laughs> the Adams Family. Go, <laughs> go, 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 go. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. You just really went on that. Wow. 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 So, no, I know what you mean. I, fe- I definitely feel more free mm-hmm. in my 40s. Yeah. I mean, I'm early. We're early mm-hmm. 40s to 43. So, um, you know, I feel like we have a minute before any of that. But uh, I don't know. It's rapidly approaching, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. I like to the twenty one day back twenty one days back to loving you. Yeah, you know when she does that on uh, Instagram uh-huh. or whatever, I'm always like, those are really interesting questions. Yeah, like, we should do it like a little popcorn round with her questions. Okay, yeah, do I mean, that. I don't know if we can go through all twenty one. No, okay. But here, let's get the book out. Okay, we'll see what. Uh, all right. Okay, you want to go first? Just there sure. Here they are. All right, here's okay. one for you. Okay. What colors make you happy and bring you joy? Oh, I love pinks. Yes. So I say my favorite color is sunset pink. You know, when the sky is like that bright pink, it's kind of orange. Yes. It's kind of yellow. Orangey coral, coral pink. It's kind of hard to describe. It's not a hot pink. It's not a pale pink. It's just all those pinks, the sunset pink. I like that's that. I call it. That's yeah. probably my, that's my happy, yeah. happy color. All right. What, um, what music stirs your soul, makes you feel alive? Okay, well, I need to talk about this for a second. Oh, gosh. Because no, I've, recently, like I know, I've <laughs> recently watched Daisy Jones and the Six. Okay, okay. And I'm obsessed. I was obsessed with it. I read the book. I liked the book, but then I started the series. And so the other night, and this is very, I mean, I wouldn't even know that this, I, I'm really, I love 70s music, but the other night I turned on Fleetwood Mac, mm-hmm. and I was in my kitchen. I just had the pasta going. I was making pasta. I had, like, Stevie Nicks turned up really loud, yes. and Graham was like, what's happening? 
<laughs> and, you know, I just wanted to, like, put on a big kimono and, like, dance with my hair whipping around in the kitchen. I, that was, like, a total mood for me. Yeah. But I love Leon Bridges. I love anything with a groove. Mm-hmm. Like, I like an old-school groove. I yeah. love an R&B, an Allen Stone. Um, that, that, all that makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think of you. When I think of, like, Leon Bridges, that kind of yeah. music, that makes me think of you. Yeah. Chris Stapleton makes me think of you. Yeah, love you Chris know? Stapleton. Mm-hmm. Groovy. Anything groovy, I love. Yeah. Um, okay. So do you have, like, I don't know, a smell or something that you're like, I love the smell of fresh cut grass. <laughs> makes me think of my childhood. You know, I do love the smell of, like, roses. Not like a really? flower, but like when you smell like somebody's got the soap, the rose soap. Okay. It makes me think of my grandmother's house when I was a little girl. Okay. She had a little half, a little powder bath, and it had roses all over, the, like a rose mural uh-huh. and rose soap, and the soaps were little roses. Roses. And I roses. just loved that bathroom. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And so that smell makes me think of her and being a little girl. Yeah. Like that rose smell. So yeah. Probably that. Yeah. That's good. All right. Do you have a favorite spot? What do you mean? Like a place spot? where it's just a chair in your house, a rocker on your front porch. Oh, like it's um, your spot. I have two spots. I oh. do. I do. I have my little sofa in my office. Mm-hmm. You can find me here. Actually, no one finds me here. That's why it's my <laughs> that's, spot. That's your special spot. My little sofa in my office. And then also on my front little porch, we have two Adirondack chairs. Mm-hmm. And really, honestly, that whole space needs an overhaul. I've talked to people about it. It's going to happen. But I need I need an umbrella and a little table and some club chairs there. But anyway, I have two Adirondack chairs there right now. And I love to open the door to my dining room. Open the front door to my house on a great day and sit out there. Uh-huh. I love that spot. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have a spot. In the summer, it's the back porch. Yeah. But, it's um, my back porch. I feel like you're on your back porch I'm a lot. on my back porch. That's probably my yeah. spot. Yeah. yeah. All times of the year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. What else? Want to do another one? Yeah. Okay. I've got one for you. What's your best time of day? Uh, morning. <laughs> morning. <laughs> <laughs> But not not at first. I mean, like maybe mid morning. Yeah, nine o'clock. Nine ish. Nine ish. I get that. I'm up. I've been moving. Uh-huh. I'm ready to do something. I'm uh-huh. ready to work. Uh-huh. Ready to go. Yeah. Ready to walk. Ready to do whatever. Yeah. Clean my house. I like nine. Mm-hmm. I can get a lot of stuff done at nine. I can also get a lot of stuff done around eight at night. Yeah, I was gonna say. I get my second wind. <laughs> I get my second wind at eight p.m. Mm-hmm. I know that's crazy. It's like if I push through the eight o'clock hour, I can stay till like up till whatever time. Yeah. It's crazy. Okay, here's a good one. Kind of like this, too. Okay. Stand in front of a mirror without clothes on and thank God. What? Thank God. Thank Just thank God. Like, thank God for your body. Yeah, or like, admire what, like, what is it? Like, what do you, are you like, I'm healthy, I'm fit. Um, yeah. My boobs are still intact. Yeah. You know, um, what is it? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just what she's telling you to do is just stand in front yeah, of a mirror. Yeah, but like, yeah. so like, what's your favorite feature on your body? There's oh, okay. Like, um Oh, if you had to stand feature. there and thank God that <laughs> something's still there. <laughs> I have little bitty wrists and little bitty ankles. <laughs> yes, ankles. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess my legs. Mm-hmm. I'm thankful for my yeah. legs. I wish I had your legs. I'd be thankful too. <laughs> <laughs> sure would. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's a good feature. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like wrists and ankles. I've always <laughs> had, you know, I can't do too many. Too many push-ups on the wrist. <laughs> I like my wrist, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Oh. Well, this is good stuff. I know. I That's know. Fine. It's good. That's fine. 
21 questions back to loving you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think probably in our mid midlife, it, a lot of it is about self-care. It, a lot of it is about standing in front of the mirror and yeah. going, what do I still like about I mean, myself? What, just hap- what has happened here? Yeah. Yeah. There's a point, part she says in the book about like, we literally melt, like our body, our knees, <laughs> they start melting, our ankles melt down to our feet. Oh and it's gosh. like, you just go... But I can still walk around the block, and yeah. I can still da 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 da. You know. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to like get into that space. Yeah, I'm having a hard time with that. Because, what do you mean? Well, for those of you who don't know, I am divorced now. Oh, so yeah. I've yeah. Not, oh, that's right. I've we not, haven't like gotten back out into the dating game or anything. But yeah. I mean, I'd like to. Right. At some point, and then I mean, what does that mean? Does that mean somebody's gonna have to look at my boobs? Is someone gonna see these? <laughs> someone gonna see these scars? Well, I think that's up to you. Well. But. <laughs> Well, I would like them to. Okay, let me just, I just, I'm going to be real honest. I'm real honest here, you know? Yeah. At some point, yes. Yeah. But what, in, I mean, can you imagine, can you imagine stripping down in front of somebody right now that you don't know? Um, or, no, no, not no but like, we'd hope we know them. Okay, let me, yeah. let me back up. Yeah. Let me back it up. Okay, okay. Too. But. I mean, a, I have a, a hard new, enough a new time. Person. I have a, no, because I was just going to say, I have a hard enough time for the people that I know. <laughs> Just the people that I don't know. I mean, it is a lot. I mean, our bodies tell the story of our lives, essentially. Like, I'm Sarah. These are my three. I have three children, clearly, Mm -hmm. across my stomach. Mm -hmm. The shelf that sits on top of that is just, you know, it's Mm -hmm. for fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's there for fun. (laughs) They're deflated, these boobs. Yeah. But they at once. At once. They they were once full and round. They gave life. Yeah. They gave life. But they can swing. I mean, they swing. They swing well. You know? Uh, right? Uh, yeah. Nobody wants like a hard it. body either, you know, like my hiney. Like it's cushiony. It's soft. It's yeah. there, you know? Yes. Right? I mean, so, yeah. I'm going to have to embrace this. On to. I mean, that's the thing. You just, at every stage, you just kind of have to go, okay, I'm okay with this. I'm okay with this. I mean, we may not be a 10, <laughs> but I feel real good about the 7, you know? Oh, no. I'm going to go about a seven. So you're not helping. You're not helping. No, you know, I, I wouldn't ever say I was a 10. You know, it's funny how we talked about this in the podcast, but how you look back at those oh, pictures mm-hmm. and go, God, why was I even yeah. down on myself at 35? Mm, yeah. <laughs> you know? I know you've seen like the shit's great. The her saying like take pictures of yourself, put them on the internet so someone will see them <laughs> yeah. when they Google you in twenty years. Yeah, put your naked self out there. That's what it. Yeah, uh, that's what it needs it's, to happen. It's really true because I look back and go, God, I was sad about it then. <laughs> I thought that was cellulite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Oh, Dawn. Well, well, I'm glad she's coming to, um, she's going to pop by mm-hmm. the getaway. The getaway she's bringing her books. She is going to, her new book. So she's going to pop by and sign those for everybody, which is fun. Mm-hmm. You know, she's in Pensacola, obviously, which you know, which is right down the road. Right down the road. I know. So um, that's everybody just, always enjoys meeting her. She's mm-hmm. such a joy in person, too. Like mm-hmm. you hear on these podcasts and you watch, her, you watch her on socials, but she's like that in person. In, totally. In real life. She's infectious. Yeah. Yes, she is. And a girl's girl. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so like your best friend. Yeah. And she starts talking about that torpedo boob. Oh, and my I gosh. mean, all of Great, the One of the things. greatest stories of all time. Between that and this story about plucking the hair off her chest. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's. <laughs> And that's the thing. If you can't laugh at yourself, yeah, just buy. Like, buy. Go on. I don't have time for it. Because, I mean, at this point, like, yeah. 
I mean, who cares? Well, that's kind of how I feel about like going back to like getting back in the dating game. Like someone's yeah. gonna say this, like, well, you know what? It, it kind of is what it is. It is what it is. You look great. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I mean, if anybody has seen you walking in the last two years, <laughs> they know that you go to Great Lakes to keep everything. <laughs> Right night, honey. You have never seen. I mean, I, I just need one of those like speed guns. Like, <laughs> ponytails go and those elbows are out. I mean, well, you're I, need, do, I need to get out there. You're doing all you can do. <laughs> all That's I can all do. I'm saying. That's, That's yeah, it. All Your heart do. rate is 170 <laughs> while you're walking. So. I mean, you're doing the best you best can. Best I can. This mm-hmm. is it. This is it. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. That's all you, <laughs> hey, that's all you got. All you got. That's all you got. Yep. So, anyway, um, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see her, and she'll yes. no doubt have another funny story to tell. And um, she says she's not speaking, but you know how that goes. Oh yeah, I bet she'll we can have, twist her. Yeah, mm-hmm. she'll. We'll, we'll have hand a, her a mic, a little prosecco, <laughs> and then it'll we'll be there 30 yeah. minutes later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she'll be there. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Um, in that same vein, just so everybody knows, we are collecting things for the swag bag. Mm-hmm. And also people are calling, and there are several sponsorship places that have been taken. Yes. So um, kind of how we do it is you can sponsor um, a dinner, a happy hour, a breakfast, a speaker, a session. What am I leaving out? Uh, I think that's it. Yeah. Some of those have already been taken, though. I so. know. I'm well, just off the top of yeah, my head. yeah. Um, just let us know what, if you're interested. If you want a spot, we, we'll Send do our best. Yeah. Yes. We'll, we'll figure something out. And the swag bags, we need 50 of your very favorite things. Mm-hmm. So we don't play when it comes to swag bags. <laughs> if you're, you're trying to put your business on a pen, thank you, but take it to the chamber meeting <laughs> because we're not doing that in our bags. No pens. We want the real deal, whole field stuff <laughs> in our bags. So, um, yeah. That's good. That's good stuff. Mm. All right. Well, thanks All for right. listening. Midlife, Midlife battle, cry. battle cry. Here it is. <laughs> Woo! <Woo-hoo! laughs>